welcome to Future Out Loud from the School for the Future of Innovation in Society at Arizona State University. I'm Heather Ross. Together with Andrew Maynard, we bring you conversations with experts on and off campus where we think out loud about our collective future. In today's episode, Andrew and I took just a few minutes to talk about something pretty boring. That is Elon Musk's boring company. And we you'll hear very just introductory perusing thoughts about how we should be thinking about the project of not building up but building down and what are some of the implications that this tunneling project may have for us and how should we be thinking about it. This was just a very brief conversation because we are getting ready to go away on summer break and we hope that you are also going to be able to get a little bit of a summer break. In all seriousness, we're taking the month of June off from creating new podcasts, not because we don't want to have interesting conversations with fascinating people, quite the contrary. We want to take just a little bit of time, just a few weeks, to beef up some of the things that we have on our website. If you haven't checked out our website before, you might want to do that during June. You can find it at futureoutloud.org. We also want to make sure that we've got, you know, great show notes up for you uh, on our SoundCloud site and that they're populating correctly to all of the other places that you might find the Future Out Loud podcast, like iTunes. We also want to build up our presence on Facebook, where we would love for you to interact with us. You can find us on Facebook at Future Out Loud, and you can also tweet at us just because we're not making new podcasts during June doesn't mean that we're not looking at Twitter because we probably are. So we'd love to hear from you at Future Out Loud. As always, thank you so much for listening to Future Out Loud. We are delighted to have you here. And now on with our boring episode. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Heather. Today is a boring episode. Yes, all about boring technology. So tell me about, <laughs> now, um, I've heard a little bit about boring. Yes. And for people who don't know what we're talking about and think that we're just, you know, about to embark on a big snooze, we should probably say this is capital B boring. This is capital B boring, boring through rock and stuff, yes. Yes, yes, Elon and, Musk. Yes, and and this is, so this is totally unprepared, totally unthought through, but some interesting thoughts like about <laughs> boring technology. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the, the, the background as to mm-hmm. why I started thinking about this. And okay. this is um, actually from a conference that you and I were at last week, the mm-hmm. Governance of Emerging Technologies Conference. And I was on a panel talking about Hyperloop technologies, which yes. are really cool. This idea that you could create this this tube mm-hmm. and uh, create a partial vacuum in it and shoot these, these passenger um, pods down it That's at right. up to 700 miles an hour. Right. Um, and there are companies that are actually working on this technology now and actually starting mm-hmm. to implement them. But as part of that conversation, we started talking about Elon Musk's new company, the Boring Company. Right. 
And the reason we did that was um, Elon Musk, and I, what, I, what fascinates me about Elon is he's able to put different technologies together in new configurations mm -hmm. that add value to the whole thing. Right. So he's now talking about reducing the cost of boring through the ground. Mm -hmm. um, I, some estimates I've heard are he wants to make it a tenth of the cost it currently is. Right. So he can start laying these Hyperloop tubes yes. underground and make this a really economical um, technology to develop. So, right. so the boring company which is his company came mm -hmm. into the conversation but it got me thinking afterwards about what are the technologies that we start focusing on from a, a social impacts perspective and what are the what are the technologies we totally ignore right right so of course everybody was excited about the social implications of hyperloop technologies uh -huh. and, and everybody gets really sort of um, worked up about things like genetic engineering and nanotechnology and geoengineering and, and gene drives, all mm -hmm. the sexy technologies. Right. And it suddenly struck me that I have not heard anybody getting all excited about the social implications of boring technology. Well, so there's not very much that's sexy about digging holes, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, nobody likes to think about that. And so so it made me wonder whether we get all uptight about sexy technologies and the technologies mm -hmm. that hit the, the front page of the Washington Post or the New York Times. Right. And we're utterly oblivious to the boring technologies in many ways than one, which nevertheless may actually transform the world we're in. That's right. And it strikes me that the boring company only came into conversation when it entered the same sentence as Hyperloop and That's everybody's right. all excited about Hyperloop. Right, right. But yeah, boring is boring. That well, see, well, but is it? But it isn't. No. Um, so, well, I, it probably is. I mean, it's just engineering and great big holes in the ground. Right. But you think about this. So, if Elon Musk is successful mm -hmm. in substantially reducing the cost of, of creating these underground tunnels, which we can then mm -hmm. lay new forms of public transportation in, right? Uh, that's pretty profound in terms of how it might actually affect our lives. That's right. Um, on multiple levels, mm -hmm. all the way from how you get people from A to B really fast. So mm -hmm. imagine you can now commute, commute from LA to um, San Francisco or LA to Vegas if you would ever want to do that in, in half an hour or whatever. Sure, um, yeah. So that, that's transformative. Mm -hmm. The thought about what if you're in one of these pods going at 700 miles an hour under goodness knows how many feet of solid rock uh -huh. and something happens. Well, that's a movie right there. That is a that yeah. is a real movie. Yes, yeah. yeah. All the way through to just the the drama of actually boring through sort of rock below the ground that's incredibly right. rapidly. And, and to me, that's really Jules Verne. It is <laughs> journey it is. to the center of the earthy with these great sort of machines sort of boring through the the, the earth. Mm -hmm. So it's anything but boring. I mean, and we can sort of play around with the word boring sort of till the cows come home. Right. But actually, it's really interesting, quite transformative technology. But it mm -hmm. just doesn't grab our sort of intellectual brains or the, the front of the newspaper brains as much as, say, Hyperloop or genetic engineering. So I wonder if, as we think about future technologies and as developers of future technologies think about future technologies everybody and i think this is very silicon valley driven everybody's mm -hmm. going for the splash right? Right, right and everybody's going for you know if you watch the tv show silicon valley which i am not shilling for but would be very happy to because i'm a big fan um 
if HBO would have me. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, everything is about, you know, what's covered on TechCrunch, what's covered right. on the media, right. what's, you know, what's making a splash, what's the headline. And maybe there's more impact to be had if you kind of sneak in without the headline. I, I absolutely think it is. Uh, that, that's true. So, yeah, from the tech innovator's perspective, mm-hmm. you really want that technology that is going to transform society, create new markets, make money. Right. But it's so under the radar that's or under right. the ground that nobody pays much attention. That's right. Um, which actually is fine. But what really worries me here is I, we're part of a whole bunch of academics that think sort of big esoteric thoughts about the social responsibility around tech uh-huh, innovation. Uh-huh. If we're also ignoring the boring technologies, that's right. we're actually not doing our job. If we're caught up in the same hype as everybody else. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, so I think there's a tension here in that as academics, we often rightfully are accused of focusing on minutia right we're good at that of course and we so i think that to sort of swing the other way more and more academics have tried to be out in the splash you're rather so generous than, yes. thank you um rather but rather right. than you know sitting in the minutia and yeah. doing as you know our friend dan sarowitz refers to as academic navel gazing right there's something to be said for that practice of focusing on maybe boring minutia and small b boring yep. minutia, understanding that some of those, most of those non-sexy infrastructure things ultimately are because they're sitting on and forgive the analogy the bedrock right of (laughs) everything that society is built on they ultimately have a greater impact on people's lives that that's exactly it and i certainly if you look at the history of technology innovation it's Mm -hmm. the small stuff that that people aren't tearing their hair out in angst about right that is really pivotal in whether a technology works That's right. And it sneaks in under the radar because we're so busy looking at At, the splash of everything. And I wonder how we change this Um, and and, and how we sort of pull away from the big headline hitting sexy stuff Mm -hmm. to actually asking about how we responsibly develop the more seemingly mundane stuff, which nevertheless is uh, fully instrumental in some of these bigger technologies succeeding. That's right. So I think it's not exactly what people have. There was a, there have been a couple of books recently, and I believe I heard a Freakonomics episode to call to another podcast that I like, um, about, that was called uh, In Praise of Incrementalism. Right. Um, And that it's not, sexy but that maintenance work and that incremental development work is and development and I'm not talking about fundraising development right, right. you know or but but how, that's the technology stuff, the, yes, the, yes. the mundane stuff yeah there that's what everything that we do that's the, what society that's is right built on. it's the person that develops the special screw that right. holds everything together that's right that determines whether something is going to succeed or fail that's exactly right yes. um 
how do we foreground that? How do we make that look like yeah. so, the future? So I think there are a couple of challenges here. One is obviously money. If you're going to mm -hmm. research something, um, you need somebody who's willing to mm -hmm. pay you to do that. Sure. Um, and it seems like people are more willing to, to pay um, people like ourselves to research big splashy things which probably aren't that important and sure. they're not more they're not interested in paying us to think deeply about stuff which is important but not right. necessarily hitting the headlines so That's somehow right. you've got to change that mm -hmm. the other thing is I have this really big worry and this is the cynic in me mm -hmm. that if you have a bunch of academics sitting around and they see a pot of money that says do research on responsible technology innovation or For something example. like that yeah. and they think okay we've got to get a slice of this money what are we going to research what are we going to do mm -hmm. and they immediately gravitate to the sort of top five things that come out on Google if you sort of search for emerging mm -hmm. technologies which are the genetic engineering the geoengineering the nanotechnology and so on and mm -hmm. so forth mm -hmm. and so and this is probably me being way too cynical but maybe the problem is we're google driven academics we just stick on that first page of the google search well right and our metrics how is our research output measured it's measured in you know how many hits do we get whether it is in you know listens to a podcast or clicks on a website right. or you know views of an article or views of a live news piece so or whatever it is so that forces you to choose the sexy subjects that's yes. right that's yes. right not the boring one uh, yeah, so should we get extra points for being boring? I think we should. I think there should be an alternative metric for being boring or doing the boring technologies. Now that sounds yes. like a, you know, resounding, enticing draw for people <laughs> right, to right. say, I Come would love to listen stuff. to that yes. podcast, right? Right, right? I would love to be in that boring graduate school. Right. Um, yeah, no, I think we have some more work to do. Yes, yes this, is where, this is where we need the marketing people in here. But but there is a serious issue that if we're really serious about getting technology right, we've got to look at the specifics. We've got to mm -hmm. look at all those thousands and thousands of little pieces that make the whole with technology yeah. and not be mesmerized by the, the hype that really doesn't relate to the individual bits and pieces. Yes, what is behind the diva glamour yes. of technology? Yeah. Wow. Well. So throughout this, now I'm feeling a little reflective, and we have been at this podcast thing for, uh, well, we started very end of October, yep. so November, January, February, March, April, May. You would think I could do that without counting on my fingers, but I cannot, so Those seven months. Those are very months. good radio fingers, by the way. Yes, thank <laughs> you. That was great for radio. Um, so seven months. Yep. and. We're going to take a short break. Yep. Um, we're going to take off the month of June. So this is going up at the very end of May. We are going to be um, away um, for the month of June, and then we will be back for a new nonprofit fiscal year yes. starting in July. July. Yes. yes. And I think that as we think about going forward, you know, I have to say that I think we've been fair in talking about a good mix of splashy things and not so splashy things, things but and a little boring things. Yes, things. Yes. And we will absolutely be digging more into capital B boring yes. um, in this the later months of the summer and on into the fall. And we will continue the work that we are doing, that we have been doing and thinking about cybersecurity, 
and artificial intelligence, um, and I think uh, some more robotics. I think so, yes, yes. And I would really like to get into some of the, the genetic stuff, the, the gene drive stuff and the gene mm -hmm. editing stuff as well. Indeed, yeah. and I was gonna say, it's just about time for us to have our colleague Emma Froh back to Absolutely. talk about the work that she's been doing with um, It was the stem cell stem things. Cells, and, I, yes. and I must say, actually having sort of seen what she's been doing with her bunch of students there's some really fascinating stuff that we're gonna have to have her back to talk about there exactly and we have a bunch of other people that we've said oh please come back and talk to us more as you know more things um, so we'll start to have some of those voices returning as well yes so so I think the the pitch here is this is that not boring podcast about everything that includes heavy earth lifting equipment right right the not small case boring yes but we will talk about But we will B talk boring. about boring technologies. That's yes. right. <laughs> All right. Well, happy vacation, Andrew. Happy vacation to you. Well, sort of what vacation it is. It's really work, but we're doing work, not podcasting. That's right. But a podcast vacation. And this yes. is going to be our, if you believe in, in the theories of, you know, being uh, a better athlete and a better creative producer at the end of the day, if you have some, oh, what's that word when you sort of cycle through periodicity. Periodicity. Yes. Right. So we're going to incorporate all of the best evidence right. for periodicity training while we take a break here. Recuperate and come back bigger and better. That's right. And in the meantime, if people want to catch up on some of our old podcasts, they can do that at our new website. Right. Futureoutloud.org. Futureoutloud.org. The other thing that I think we we should probably um, beg people to let us know yes. who should we be talking to? Who would you like to hear on the podcast? Absolutely. And we'll see if we can make that happen. We've heard from a couple of people and we'll be trying to reach out and make those uh, connections happen in the next several months. Yep. But, oh, and yep. of course, the other piece of news is that we're going to be at PodCon in December. We are. And when so I say we, space. I mean you. But uh, yes, yes, me, but yes, yes. So watch this space. And if you don't know what PodCon is, um, Google it and you'll find out all about it. And I'm sure that they would, and we can go ahead and shill for them. They are, are they on Kickstarter? Or uh, Indiegogo. 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 They're on Indiegogo and would love to have people help to support putting on this very first podcast con. Um, it is the very first. It is the very first one, yes. yes. So we'll, we'll put the link in the details. We will put the link in the details and you can be a supporter of PodCon for as little as $1. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, Andrew. Happy vacationing, Heather. Happy vacation to you. For more where that came from, check out the School for the Future of Innovation in Society at sfis.asu.edu. Future Out Loud is produced with the support of the School for the Future of Innovation and Society and the Risk Innovation Lab at ASU. Mark Van Hare created our music. Ana Lopez is our production assistant. Our website is futureoutloud.org. Subscribe to Future Out Loud on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your fine podcasts.